Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions while he gave me the teachings I share here. Most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidananda Murtaye Nishpapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Murtanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harine Bhakta Kaya Kadehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Eta veja gatameva, samsaranava setave, prabhave sarva vidyanam, shambhave gurave. Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshvara, Guru Sakshat, Brahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha. Om Svarupa Swasvabhava Namo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self, your own essence, your own beingness, O Shiva. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. Pleasurable and beneficial. It's rare, you know, that something is both pleasurable and beneficial. More often, you're choosing between these things. It's an easy choice, right? Pleasure versus pain. Beneficial versus harmful. But if it were so easy, why are there so many people who continue to smoke? The reason in this choice can be difficult is your choice is not a choice between beneficial and harmful. That's not how your mind sees it. Your mind sees it as a choice between pleasurable or beneficial. You see that something would be pleasurable, and so you do it even though you know it's not good for you. 
It's about short run versus long run. You choose the momentary pleasure, even if you know it can create problems in the long run. But yogis are in for the long haul. Not only because yogis live for a long time, but because they know it can take a while to get enlightened. Krishna gives us guidance in the Bhagavad Gita. Vishayendriya sanyoga yatadagre mrutopamam Parinami vishamiva tatsukam rajasam smrutam Bhagavad Gita, chapter 18, verse 38. Through your senses, you pursue happiness through objects of the world. Those that are nectarian at first, but at the end like poison, give happiness classified as rajasic. Krishna is acknowledging that people in his time, 2,000 to 5,000 years ago, were known to pursue pleasures that were self-harming. Times haven't changed much. There are so many things you can do for pleasure that undermine your health, your wealth, and even your emotional state and mental well-being. I'm sure you can name a few. Well, my list is probably longer than yours. I'm going to suggest you change a few simple things, things that are well-known to be beneficial. And they even give you pleasure in the long run. Unfortunately, they are followed by too few. Early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Your ability to get up for your early morning meditation is totally dependent on you going to bed early. Every evening, you're making the choice between consciousness and unconsciousness. The bottom line question is, if you stay up late and have a pleasurable evening, you miss the bliss of the early morning meditation. What do you want? Pleasure or bliss? Early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. What you think you become. Indulging in your favorite worries or fears may be pleasurable in some perverse way, but it makes you live in the pain of things that haven't happened and may never happen. Reviewing memories of past pain makes you live in pain now. What you think you become. That means if you are repeating mantra, you are becoming enlightened. The only thing constant in life is change. Change happens. People only resist change when they fear they will lose something that is important to them. But what if the change is actually beneficial? 
Sometimes change is thrust upon you. Sometimes you choose to change. In recent months, I've seen a number of yogis undergo radical changes in what they eat. For most of them, it's been motivated by a diagnosis, bad news. Their dietary changes are part of their healing process, perhaps even a long-term healthy lifestyle. What it means is that pain is often the only thing that motivates change. What if you actually choose to change? You could do a self-assessment and make, oh, a New Year's resolution to do something more beneficial coming up soon. It's very yogic. How about one more? The meaning of life is to give life meaning. This means it doesn't work to sit around and wait for other people to give your life meaning. You are the one who decides what's meaningful to you, and then you do it. You make it happen. Yoga calls it practice to do things that will benefit you. Personally, I find yoga to be pleasurable as well as beneficial. If I have free time, what will give me the most pleasure? Duh, it's yoga, poses or breathing or chanting or seva to pour your energies towards something that has meaning to you. To volunteer your time and do simple tasks that support the ashram and the guru's work. It makes your life more meaning-filled. The meaning of life is found in what you put into it, not what you get out of it. In addition to the verse we've begun with, Krishna explains more in this section of the Bhagavad Gita. He's doing an analysis of happiness, saying there are three types of happiness. The first one we reviewed in verse 18.38 is rajasic, fiery, based on passion, need, speed, or competitiveness. You pursue things, so you'll have pleasurable experiences. They are nectarian at first, but at the end are like poison. This happiness is rajasic, fiery. He means that these types of pursuits, though pleasurable in the beginning, bring pain in the long run. The next verse, 18.39, says, Yada grechanu bande sukham mohanam satmanaha nidra lasya pramadotam tatamasam udahritam. Happiness coming from sleep, indolence, and miscomprehension is classified as tamasic. It arises from and results in delusion. Laziness is formally promoted by our society, sponsored on social media, even studied by scientists. It's clearly not a new phenomenon, as Krishna brought it up thousands of years ago. Similarly, sleep is an interesting subject. 
What researchers have discovered is that people who get too little sleep have trouble focusing. They feel tired. They have poor coordination, lowered immunity, and other health problems. Oh, no. You don't want to get too little sleep, right? Except getting too much sleep results in much the same symptoms. So does intoxication from alcohol as well as most drugs. You can even use relationships to numb out and shut down. Here, Krishna is warning you against this, warning you against too much sleep and against being lazy, and he's warning you against being clueless. What he's saying is that all these come from delusion. Worse, they also contribute to delusion, including density, apathy, negativity, resistance, and inertia. These qualities are not moving you toward enlightenment. In other words, all limitations are self-imposed. You hold yourself back by your investment in density and delusion. It's a strange type of happiness, a type of heaviness, but very widespread. There is one more verse in this threefold analysis of happiness. Verse 18.37 says, Yataragre vishami vaparinamem emrutopamam." That which is like poison at first, but like nectar at the end, that happiness is classified as sattvic. It comes from the light of the self shining through the mind. Illumined, we call this, or enlightened, a special kind of happiness. Sattvic means pure, holy, sacred, peaceful, vast, light. Light as in not heavy and light as in not dark. This is a lasting type of happiness, one that pours through your mind, shining from its source, your own self. And how do you get there? You do things that are beneficial, even though you don't like them in the beginning. As you continue them, they become nectarian. You love them. That can be an early bedtime or dietary changes, as I've already mentioned. It can be giving up some things or adding others in. Of course, yoga offers you many options, from yogic poses to yogic breathing, as well as mantra repetition, chanting, and study of the texts, which we're doing now. I put yoga in a special category because it's pleasurable in the beginning, in the middle, and in the end. But I don't have to tell you this because you've chosen to be here. You're already doing something that hopefully is nectarian. The experience of the chant, 
and the truth of the teachings pouring through your mind give bliss. Mantra and meditation can intensify it for you. That's why we do this every Sunday. That's why I offer you this for the sattvic happiness, the light of consciousness shining through your mind. One of my favorite Sanskrit words in this verse, in the first part of the verse, is parinama. Parinama means your mind is imprinted by what you expose it to. I remember the early television sets. I was about four years old when my father bought one of the first televisions available for sale. It was a big wooden cabinet, really deep, with a TV screen that was about eight by 10 inches in it. <laughs> the whole neighborhood came in to watch some of the shows being broadcast at night. Then about 9 or 10 p.m., the shows ended, and the TV broadcast a circular graphic called a test pattern along with a high-pitched tone. The booklet of instructions for the TV warned that you must turn it off at night or the test pattern would burn into the screen, which would make it hard to watch other shows. Years later, in one of the first offices I worked on, the computer screens had a similar problem. The layout of the input screens had burned in. Your mind is like this. It plays back for you whatever you put into it. Worse, your mind gets patterned by habitual thoughts. I referred to this earlier with a well-known saying, what you think you become. That comes from Buddha and is documented in yoga Sanskrit texts, even predating his time period. What you think you become. In this verse, the word parinama refers to a yogic transformation. The old imprints begin to dissolve. Those imprints used to propel you into familiar activities, some of which were not so uplifting. They were probably pleasurable, but not beneficial. They made you happy but only for a short while. What happens when you persist in your yogic practices is that the inner bliss becomes more fulfilling than any momentary pleasure. You prefer to do more yoga because, well, bottom line, it makes you feel better than anything else. Thus, what was hard in the beginning becomes nectarian. Not because the practice changed, but because the practice changed you. You are becoming consciousness. You fill your mind with yoga and your mind is transformed. Parinama is a gradual yet reliable process whereby your mind becomes translucent, shining with the light of consciousness, which is your own self shining through your mind.
in your pursuit of happiness, what kind do you want? Rajasic happiness is fiery, based on passion, need, speed, or competitiveness. Tamasic happiness is based in delusion. You experience it as dense, heavy, apathetic, negative, full of doubt, resistance, and inertia. Sattvic happiness is pure, holy, sacred, peaceful, vast, and light. Light as in not heavy and light as in not dark. This is a lasting type of happiness, one that pours through your mind, shining from its source, your own self. You make that choice. Which kind of happiness do you want? You make that choice every time you put something in your mouth. Every time you put on headphones or click into a website or a TV channel, what kind of happiness do you want? You see, I want you to be happy. I want you to be always happy, supremely happy. I want you to be so happy that you feel generous, caring, and understanding of others. I want your happiness to support your persona, to give you charm and charisma, to polish your intelligence, to fuel your creativity and make a difference in your choices and your lifestyle. And I know that this type of happiness comes only from the inside. To find it, I recommend you choose what is beneficial over what is pleasurable. For as you are uplifted, the beneficial will become more pleasurable to you than anything else could ever be. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha.